They're known as some of the original recyclers. The National Tractor Parts Dealer Association is a sponsor of the Business News Hour. With members in the United States, Canada, Great Britain, Australia, and New Zealand, delivering ag parts to farmers and ranchers. NTPDA.com. Welcome back to Insight on Business. Grateful you're listening to us from wherever on the planet you happen to be. With me is Janine Moore, and Janine Moore is a cattle producer in Iowa, Mahaska County, as a matter of fact. And we're at the National Cattlemen's Beef Association meeting in Orlando, Florida. And we thought, why not visit with another Iowan about the beef industry and some surprising things that you perhaps don't know about. Janine, welcome to the Business News Hour. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, so you're in what cheer, Iowa? Talk to us a little bit about that town. Well, it's a very small, small uh, community. Um, not a lot goes on in Watchier, Iowa. Uh, we live just outside of town, about four miles. Um, we have a small cow-calf operation, uh, probably about 25 head. Um, we're looking at doing some backgrounding here coming up down the road, but at this point, it's just the cow-calf herd, and both my husband and I work off the farm to, of course, support our cattle habit. Of course you do. Who doesn't work off the farm, right? So you have a long and storied history in Iowa cattle business and national cattle business, as a matter of fact. Take us through a little bit of that so folks understand where you're from and what you do. So um, several years ago, my husband and I were very much involved in our local county cattlemen's organization. Um, We would do a lot of grillings, um, a lot of events um, there in the community and the surrounding communities. Um, And I was asked if I would be interested in sitting on the Iowa Beef Industry Council board, board of directors. Um, They do um, some one-year appointments, and I I answered the call, and I said, sure, I would be happy to do that. So um, fast forward to, I sat sat on that board for two years um, in that capacity, and then uh, decided to run for an elected position. So they do a three-year term, um, and I did two consecutive three-year terms, and within that time period, um, was chair of that organization for a couple of years. Actually, in that time period is when Iowa decided to bring back the um, additional state checkoff. So the national checkoff is a dollar, and um, we passed uh, a referendum to have a 50-cent checkoff in addition to the dollar. Um, And talk to us about what that checkoff does. What does that mean for the consumer? Yes. So so the one dollar that... Uh, the one dollar per head that is is collected um, goes goes toward promotion and um, uh, basically marketing marketing marketing, marketing your um, to build beef demand that's that's what we're all about is is really the mission of of the Iowa Beef Industry Council to build demand and to help our producers um, have a value added to their product and the fifty cents is a statewide. Uh, checkoff that goes to help fund statewide events, yes? Yes. So the national checkoff, national dollars can only be used for certain right. for certain things. Um, so our 50 cent additional checkoff can be used a little bit wider. So one of the things that, that our producers, or we heard from our countryside, from our grassroots organizations, is that they really wanted to try and have some production research. And that's mm. not something that... Uh, 
that the national checkoff would allow for. So our state checkoff funds help to do some of that, that extra research um, that couldn't be done otherwise. Um, and the state checkoff is actually refundable. Um, the dollar checkoff is not, um, but our state, our state one is. Um, but, you know, we've got a really low percentage of people that actually ask for that refund back. So we can do a lot of great things with those dollars and, and put them to good use in the state. We're hearing a lot about genetics, um, and that seems to be a buzzword across the industry. Uh, carefully watching the genetics of those herds so that you can build more profitability as well as produce cattle that are marketable for ranch to table or ranch to restaurant. Is that accurate? That is accurate, yes. Um, I, I don't delve into a lot of the genetics information, but you are spot on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so one of the things I think is going to be surprising, Janine, is that, um, that there is a cattle industry in Iowa. Um, I, look, I'm, I'm a state fair guy. I hang out at the beef uh, barn, you know, yeah, all the time. Um, Stockman's Inn is my favorite haunt. <laughs> and so, so I know a lot of the folks in the beef industry in Iowa and around the country. But I think what's surprising is that, yeah, we do corn and beans and, and, and hogs and chickens, but how large is the beef industry in Iowa? I mean, how many, you got an idea? So I believe Iowa is number four overall in states in beef production. That's surprising. It's the last number that I recall. So, um, yes, we, we have, we have a, a large number of cattle, and that's mainly due to the large number of um, cattle finishers or feedlots um, up in the northwest corner of the state. So um, there's a lot of cattle on feed. There's just a lot of cattle, cattle in general in, in the state of Iowa. Um, yeah. One of the other interesting trends that we're seeing is um, meat lockers that were had been shuttered for a long, long time, where they process beef, are now opening up in some of these small towns and villages so that beef production can be going directly from the farm to the table, yeah? Yes, that that is true as well. Um, I think, uh, um, you know, COVID really hit everybody hard, and it really did hit that... Um, that industry hard as well um, in in terms of, of um, getting cattle through and, and hogs hogs as well you know getting getting um, getting those lockers up and running and keeping them running you know keeping people in place to do that um, and I, I know um, there's there's been some great things happening in mm-hmm. in that respect um, in terms of uh, uh, The Iowa Iowa is, is doing some specific things. Um, I want to say it's it's not Share Iowa. I'm trying to think of the name of. But it's, a, uh, it's an economic development yes, program. Yes, it is. It is that that they're really trying to to get that going. All these years in the beef industry, Janine, what what is it that you've learned? I mean, you've you've hung out with these folks for a long time. A woman in the beef industry, 20 years ago, was pretty scarce. Um, but 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 you're you've managed to do this and do this well and for a long period of time. What have you learned from your experiences? You know, I think my biggest takeaway has been that you really have to have a passion for what you do. And I don't know that I've ever met a rancher who is not passionate 
about the cattle industry. And it is, um, it's inspiring, really, um, to, to know that, you know, there are people out there who just, who want to care for those cattle, but they're doing it so that it's a food product for the masses. You know, um, they truly are feeding the world, and uh, I, I think that it's, it's a noble profession, um, and I, you know, I, I want to see it continue and to thrive in the generations to come because I think that it's important that we be able to pass these, um, these heritage farms on to our children and our grandchildren um, because if we, if we can't, then, yeah. you know, what happens to them? And you've got a couple of kids at Iowa State uh, in the veterinary program, I understand. I do. And uh, that's got to that's got to feel pretty good at it the same does. time. It does. I'm very proud, very proud mother of uh, two. Uh, my husband and I couldn't be happier. Um, they are both uh, thriving at Iowa State University uh, and in the vet veterinary medicine nice. program. Um, and we'll graduate. And both are looking to do large animal work. So. That's another great thing for the industry. I think there is a shortage right now of large animal vets, and uh, if we can help contribute to that, that's wonderful. We recently had a story about beef exports, okay. that we're importing more beef than what we're exporting. Um, and one of the problems with that is the strength of the dollar is problematic. There's, there is a need to import some beef, and I think there's a, there's a very wide misconception that we shouldn't import any beef into the United States. Why can't we just use the beef that we have ourselves? Um, but when you come down to that, that value of that carcass, you know, sometimes our, our higher end cuts um, are, can't out, always be, yeah, yeah we, we price ourselves out. So for example, we may need to get some lean trim imported to add into our our ground beef to make to make that burger more economical to the folks who are needing to the consumers who are needing to buy it um, and in the same way when we export our product you know there are there are countries and and I've been fortunate enough to get to go on some meats trades missions myself and and see firsthand that you know there are countries that want to utilize the cuts that we don't want to utilize mm. tripe tongue um, you know, those, those types of things that, that don't have value to us in the United States have value when we export them. So it just adds to the bottom line. Janine Moore, ladies and gentlemen, has been our guest here on the Business News Hour talking about the cattle industry in the great state of Iowa and, and beyond. Thank you so very much for your time. Thank you very much. That, once again, is the voice of Janine Moore with the Iowa Beef Industry Council. We caught up with her at the National Cattlemen's Beef Association meeting in Orlando, Florida, earlier this month. And yes, we will have links to the Iowa Beef Industry Council up on the radio blog. Janine and her husband, they ranch in what cheer? Iowa. Well, that is a wrap for today's edition of the Business News Headlines. Thanks so very much for joining us. For all of us that put this together each and every day, Chap Ramsey is our production coordinator, sales and marketing, Aaron Libby. The voice of the Business News Hour is Hunter Pease, and the music you're listening to right now is arranged, composed, and conducted by our friend James Goodlett of Jam Good Productions. For all of those folks and for Janine Moore, my name's Michael Libby. Have yourself a great day. Be safe. Be well. Be careful. Most of all, be good to your fellow man. Good day.